Okay, I want you to try again. This time you've got to say Views from the Sofa Presents. Go for it. Views from the Sofa Presents! Perfect. Hello everybody and welcome to That Movie List Podcast. I am your host Ben and joining me for another unusual episode is Dave. How are you Dave? Hello, I'm good thank you. How are you? I'm alright, yeah. Good. Yeah, not bad. So we're going to do um, mystery lists again. By, by popular demand. Um, this time we have, we don't know what our movie lists are going to be. We're just going to count down our movie lists one at a time and the audience and then eventually us has got to guess what the movie list is. So it's going to be five random films and you've got to try and guess what connects them all. Yep. And this was this was popular with our fans. It was, yeah. <laughs> Everyone seemed to enjoy this Everyone, one. Yeah, so it seems to like it's, it. So. it. And it's easier for us as well because we don't have to, we can think of some films and then put them in a list or we can think of an easy list where we can put together very quickly. Yeah, that's right. And and what it actually means is we end up talking about five completely different movies as well. Generally, yeah. Generally. Yeah. So it's, it's rare that we have this. Well, we've only done it once before. Maybe this will be the time we pick the same mystery list. Maybe, yeah. And we'll see. So how many do you think we'll have the same? <laughs> Hopefully zero. Zero, okay. Hopefully zero. Okay. So, um, <laughs> yeah. So the way it works is we don't give you the name of the list and we just kind of... If it's anything like last time, we kind of... I don't know if we pepper... Did you pepper in clues last time we did this? Yes. I tried to do the same. Yeah. Didn't work for you. You didn't get my list. No, no, no. I, I got... I, you got mine, though. I so did. I got half of it. You had a very clever second half. half mine, that yeah. Was, yeah, so... Go back and listen to it. Yeah, my, my, mystery lists. It wasn't last episode. Last episode was a random horror one. It was the one before. Mm. So, yeah. right then. All right. You first or me? You go first. Okay, you said that really weird. <laughs> you go first. Not up to anything, don't worry about it. Okay then, um, my number five is a film I don't think you're going to have heard of. <laughs> Brilliantly. Brilliant. Called Dog Day Afternoon. Oh yeah. That's a war movie, isn't it? Not a war movie. All right. <laughs> comedy. <laughs> no, not a comedy either. Oh, great. Um, Al Pacino and his lover who wants to raise money for a sex change decide they're going to rob a bank. And it goes horribly, horribly wrong. Wow! And the film, the is, bank robbery, the bank robbery goes horribly, horribly wrong. Yeah, you never get to the, uh, you never get to the sex change bit. Um, and the film is set from the moment that Al Pacino walks in the bank to the ultimate ending, which I don't want to give away if you haven't seen Dog Day Afternoon. And it's just a proper intense, gripping thriller. So Al Pacino wow. is trying his luck. He's it's one of those where the hostages start to get to get to know the their um captors and start getting on their side. You get the police's point of view from outside. Mm-hmm. It's a really famous scene where he's outside shouting Attica, which was a time when the police abused loads of protesters and stuff and that's a very famous scene where he's shouting Attica, Attica and stuff like that and it's a really, really solid Al Pacino movie and a little bit underrated. Al Pacino's not as crazy, crazy as he normally is. He's a little bit more understated in it. Okay. But um, yeah, so it's uh, Al Pacino and a, and a, I call it botched bank robbery, but it's for, for the, you're seeing it play out in real time perfectly all the way through this uh, 
this this movie. So interesting. Yeah. Dog okay. Day Afternoon is my number five. It's very difficult to, to kind of come in without telling you why I've picked yeah. it. It's kind of difficult to come in, but Dog Day Afternoon, <laughs> Bank Robbery, Al Pacino. That's all you're getting. What's who, my who directed it? I remember actually. That's okay, fine. That's not okay. important for not the who directed it. Good. Not Just a famous checking. director. Yeah. Okay. So my number five. It's Dog Day Afternoon. It's a movie I've never seen. Um, no, I've gone for Jaws. Nice. And this is another film that we talked about recently. So we, I, I'm sure this has come up on a recent pod. Probably has. Yeah, I seem to remember it. But yeah, Jaws. So classic shark film. Uh, kind of a horror kind of a horror I think kind we probably mentioned it last time for that didn't yeah. we the fact that you wouldn't count it as a horror that that's must what have we been talked it. about that would have been, you, yeah, wouldn't, you wouldn't count it as a horror movie yeah it's um, an, I don't know if you call that an adventure film but it's not it's, it's more of an action movie than it is a horror film yeah because the, the shark's not in it all that much no Bruce Bruce the Bruce shark the yeah that shark. was it yeah yeah so it yeah I've, I thought Jaws was a good fit for, for my list um doesn't warrant being higher than five. Okay. But as now, far as... Now, for your list, are there four films better than Jaws? Do you get know what I mean? Is that how you've done it? Or have you done it in the quality of your of how they do what your list is about? If that makes any sense at all. I've done it I've done it in the order that I, I like those films. Oh, nice. So, okay. yeah, I think Jaws, Jaws is my fifth favourite on this list. Is it your fifth favourite film of all time? No. Okay, good. It's not that. Bad. No, it isn't. No. We'll tick that one off. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, it's getting subtle, subtle clues in here. Yeah. So uh, everyone knows what Jaws is. No point in dissecting it anymore. No, there isn't. So no. great film. Right. Okay. Okay. You're four. Buried. 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 This is about that kid that grew up in northern Manchester in the UK. <laughs> no. All right. Okay. <laughs> That's clearly Bolton. Um, no, buried is Ryan Reynolds wakes up in a coffin, okay, with just a. I don't know if he's got anything more than just his mobile phone. I think it is. It's not even his mobile phone. It's a mobile phone, and over ninety minutes, it plays out of Ryan Reynolds trapped in a coffin. It's not so much a horror as like a thriller drama okay. where he's trapped in there and he's got to figure out. How on earth do I get out? And it's pro- it's like it's Ryan Reynolds before he became proper Ryan Reynolds now. Right. Okay. So it's on the cusp of him getting proper famous. So he'd done like his um definitely maybe and he'd done a couple of his rom coms and he'd done like Van Wilder and Waiting and stuff like that. Yeah. He wasn't Deadpool yet, he was nowhere near any of that stuff. Or okay. he's not even action star yet. But this was him like showing that, you know what? I can act and I can do I can hold it on my own yeah. and you wouldn't think watching a guy in a coffin for an hour and a half would be that interesting but it's it's really gutting he's like talking to the people that have locked him in there they want ransom money <laughs> he's trying to figure out how he's going to get out all sorts of other things are happening at the same time that he's got to get in contact with like they put him through to anti I don't know if you call it anti-terrorist but the people who deal with this there's a whole element mm, okay. of people that deal with this because he's over in a, in a foreign country when this happens right? where this is much more common where you do get buried alive and they have to try and figure out where people okay. get kidnapped and buried right. alive for ransom kind of thing. <laughs> and there's a whole protocol they go through which it seems bizarre. Like the, the way it works doesn't seem not seems really nonsensical trying to get him out of there. And it's okay. it's really gripping, really thrilling, really decent. I went to the cinema to see it and and 
yeah, absolutely incredible. It might have even been the first film I ever went to the cinema to watch on my own. First time wow. I ever did that, I went to see this film. Wow. Yeah, so but, but, Is that sort of in, in sort of... Uh, in keeping with the film of Ryan Reynolds being in a coffin on his own, you thought you'd go to the cinema on your own? Yeah, I thought I thought I thought I'd see how that insular can't use you know, only got my phone for company kind of thing worked and yeah, it was great. Huh. <laughs> so, I've I've not heard of that film, but it, it as I say, it doesn't sound very Ryan Reynoldsy. No, it, it, I'm it, intrigued. It's, it's really not. It's it is really worth watching. If you hate the idea of being buried alive, obviously don't watch it yeah <laughs> that's all yes. it's about <laughs> and it's not it's not going to help you get over that okay right but it's yeah it's 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 one of those that kind of I don't know if you say it snuck out he did another one called Voices similar type of thing where he play, played a and it's not this isn't linked to the list whatsoever it's just worth mentioning for the for the, for the sake of what we're talking about hmm. but um, Voices where he played a like a lowly nobody bloke who ended up ends up killing all the women in his life, and then the women talk to him through. Like he keeps their heads in the fridge and they talk to him while he's doing other murders and stuff, and they're like tormenting him and stuff. Okay, it's really dark and weird. It sounds a bit more Ryan Reynolds than that does. That's but it, again, it's not really played for comedy. It's this com- the, the 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 bizarre aspect is the fact that people are taught these these things are told to him, mm. but it's a really dark random movie that like nobody saw it kind of snuck mm, out okay. and Ryan Reynolds was just doing these random films but yeah so Buried's in there it kind of like I said kind of snuck out as one but there Early you go Ryan Reynolds something to look out for so that's my number five Duck mm-hmm. Afternoon number four is Buried and I'm just going to show you something on my phone but it's uh... yeah yeah, yeah completely irrelevant to anything completely else, irrelevant yeah. to the podcast Fantastic. But, and it's very just, very topical he's just absolutely winding me up okay yeah. uh, right okay my number four. I've gone for another cult classic. Okay. Well, the one I would describe as a cult classic. So yours is top five days films David would describe as a cult classic. <laughs> Signposted <laughs> that too well, didn't I? <laughs> Damn it. Um, I've gone for Face Off. Travolta, Cage. Right. And they're just... It's, it's one of those films that everybody seems to like. And there's some classic moments in it, but it doesn't really get much of a... It doesn't get shown much. No. It doesn't get much of a... Like, it, it feels like one of those films that they'd put on at 10 o'clock on BBC One, like, in the close season of the football. Or oh, it's a Channel 5 favourite. It's a late night Channel 5 favourite. Late night Channel 5, yeah. yeah. Where some, they're going, this week's a gal, next week's Wesley Snipes, after that we're going to watch Face Off. Mm. You know, one of those where Channel 5... Yeah. I don't know if Channel 5 even exists as a channel still, but Channel 5 is like a showing random movie marathons. Exactly, yeah, exactly. Or something that you get on... It's the sort of film you'd see on the free movie channel in a hotel that you're yes. stopping in randomly. Yeah. So, and... It's great. It's a great film. I not, don't understand why it's not on more. Not a great film. It is a great <laughs> it's not film. Not a great film. Everybody enjoys Face Off. It's it does a job. It's weird. It's like, weird. Travolta's amazing in it. Nicholas Cage's amazing in it. And the way he casts them against each other. So Cage plays the mellow yeah. guy, and Travolta plays the batshit crazy Wild guy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and there's some great mo- like the whole prison sequence could have just been a film on its own. Where you you get magnetized yeah. to the floor if you rebel and stuff like that. You think yeah. this is great. <clears throat> Travolta's too creepy in it though. It, so oh, it's all yeah. There's a bit where he licks the girl's face and he's making really crude 
then you're just like it's all grim mate it's even better because it's Travolta <laughs> like it's it's <laughs> the whole degree, I suppose. yeah playing against type but he yeah I, just, I, I think it's a really good film and maybe, maybe I'm looking back at this with sort of rose tinted glasses because I I remember enjoying it as a child but yeah Jaws and Face Off Jaws and Face Off can't see a link yet good I've got a clue I've got an idea with yours yeah mine's, ma- mine's way more obvious this week okay this time okay my number three go on then it's 12 Angry Men ah, okay courtroom drama okay this so fits. This 12, fits. 12, my, my, yeah, mine's, my mine's, I've made mine way too obvious. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, what a movie for, yeah. for, for starters. I'd heard amazing things about it and I went in watching it thinking, it's, it's, honest with you think, it's, this is either going to be as incredible as everyone makes it sound or I'm going to be massively disappointed. Yeah. And it shouldn't work. No. It, it's just, <clears throat> it's just like these, it's the fact that if they did it today, if someone came up with this idea today and took it to a movie studio, a, a juror pretty much votes, a jury, sorry, pretty much votes 11 to 1 that they're going to kill the guy. Yeah. And one guy has to then try and convince all 11 people that the, the man on the stocks is innocent and they don't leave the room till it happens. Yeah. And if it was done today, all of the individual stories and everything that, that, that help him change their minds would be flashbacks. And all that, but they're not. They're yep. just played out. They just he they they talk about it and they do that and you don't see the bit in the court before. I don't know. I think you might no. see the bit in the court afterwards. Uh, so they so you hear no. Yeah. You see them all leave the courtroom afterwards. They all yeah. leave the courtroom afterwards. That's I think that's the only bit that's not set in the in the actual room. But for the rest of it, it's just I think it's played out in real time or at least it's. I don't know, but it, it's it, there or thereabouts. It's there or it? thereabouts, and it's just—it's one of those where you're like, "This is so." I'm so engrossed in it, and it's so well yeah. written, and it's so perfectly put together that yeah, it's it's just a, an amazing movie. So uh, yeah, yeah, Twelve Angry Men is, well, is my number three. That was a play first, wasn't it? Yeah. So that keep it all on the same set, and it it works. It feels like it works as a play, and it. I'm surprised it moved so well into being a movie yeah because I usually hate plays that became movies mm. like you can I hate it when you can tell yeah like I watched um, Fences Fences I liked though to be fair no Fences <laughs> I liked I'll give it I, I knew you were going to say Fences Fences I liked but I watched um, I'm not going to remember the f- name of the film now oh like so um, Cats so random though not Cats <laughs> I want to see Cats but not Cats I watched a film called Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. Right, okay. Yeah, not what you think. Stars Chadwick what Bos- you think? <laughs> Stars Chadwick Boseman and Viola Davis. Okay. And it was, again, you could just tell it was a play because it was all set over a couple of rooms. And, you know, and another one was One Night in Miami, yeah. which was about, like, Muhammad Ali, Malcolm X, and all in one night and it was all set pretty much in a hotel room and it's that idea of well you know what I'm going to do I'm going to go out for a packet of cigarettes and they slam a door and leave and then you've got these two people having a very intense scene you're watching it going alright you're just finding excuses for people to leave (laughs) and then people come back in and it's their turn to have their scene and it just doesn't gel it doesn't fit as a film so Mm -hmm. I don't usually like it but 
12 angry men it kind of has to be in that room yeah there's no they can't leave so I think that's why it works so yeah that's fair and I, I read a really good review about uh, One Night in Miami as well recently. Did you? What, on what website, Dave? Uh, it was on that 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 one that you do, <laughs> not that movie list podcast. Was it on distinct? Some, was it on distinct chatter? Distinct chatter. UK. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Good. Unbelievable. Now I thought I like the fact you forgot what the website was called, which was fine. But I really thought you were just going to go can't remember, yeah. and then that would be it, which would have been which is what I was waiting for. Can't remember, mate. Don't know. Empire, 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 a good review of it. Yeah, yeah. Right, I have no clue with your list. Okay, good. So we've gone Jaws, Face Off. Yep. And my number three. Hi, Dave here from that Movie List podcast. Now you know me. I live for the little surprises that life throws at you. Finding a fiver in the pocket of an old coat, thinking you'd eaten the last biscuit in the tin, only to discover there's an entire second layer. Waking up thinking your alarm will be going off soon, then realising it's 2am and you can just roll over and go back to sleep. Well, I've got another surprise for you. Remember wrestling from the 90s and early 2000s? Well, it's still happening today under the WWE brand. And even better, the Views from the Sofa Network has a podcast about it to help get you back up to speed. On it, the guys preview the upcoming main events and predict the outcomes of each match as part of an ongoing league. There's also the opportunity for you to win free WWE merch each round by playing along as well. So, if you want to restart your love affair with wrestling and potentially win some merch, why not listen in to the Wrestling Predict Cast wherever you get your podcasts from. Is that the film from the 90s? Right. Same sort of era as Face Off. So, which Jaws wasn't, but yeah, yeah. okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, same sort of era as Face Off. I've gone for The Bone Collector. Oh, what a movie. Which I, I don't think we've spoken about much. No, I don't think so at all. But yeah, classic film. Yeah, classic film. Denzel, Angelina Jolie. Yeah, really. That that whole I can't be a detective, so you're gonna have to be a detective for me. Mm-hmm. Dead clever. Yep. And like gory. Yeah. Like they don't. They're starting to make them now, but they there was a time in the nineties where they made proper mysteries where Morgan Freeman was usually the detective in it. Yes. Like along yeah. came a spider <laughs> and gone baby gone and yeah. I don't know if that's one of them, but like. Yeah, and you had seven as well, which is probably the most famous one. And then you've got ones like this, where you just had a good proper. Another one was Trading Lives, I think it yeah. was, or Taking Lives, which is the one that another one that Angelina Jolie did, and proper th- detective thrillers that went for like ninety minutes yeah. that you made for about thirty million, and they made eighty million, so That's you made it, a little yeah. bit of money back, and it did a job. But this was this was a was this a book? Probably, I think, I think it was a book. Books. First. They're yeah, all books fair. first. They never, they never, you know, but. Yeah, this is this is proper solid. Yeah, I hated who the killer ended up being in the end. Oh, I like the twists. I I, I quite enjoyed. I, I thought that was all part of it. So you you get to sort of play along, play along a little bit with the murder mystery, and there's a bit of an action action thriller. Yeah, type to it as well. It was a it was a movie of lots of different genres. I thought. Yeah. So yeah, that's fair. But yeah, I, it was. It was great. Keeps you guessing all the way through. That's fair. Classic 90s <clears throat> film. Yeah. So you'd say that was a mystery and a thriller? I'd say so, yeah. 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 Okay. Oh. <laughs> oh he's on it here. Right then. <clears throat> Have you figured mine out? I think so, yeah. My number two is The Shining. Okay. <laughs> Giving okay. nothing away. Okay. Um... The, 
this like people say this is like one of the scariest films mm. I was only terrified by one part of this movie which yeah. was the old lady in the bath <laughs> yeah <laughs> you were going to say that <laughs> my word how scary was that the rest of it I thought was proper like intense and dead interesting and I don't want to say cool it wasn't cool but I was well into it the whole way through I was never properly scared though no not really I don't know if I was too young watching it though I just didn't get the idea of it but I, I loved that Shining's great I'd watch The Shining over again it's it's one of the best horror movies there is if you call it that so now this The Shining is a an ongoing topic of conversation in our house so about <laughs> about a year ago I'd say I recorded it off TV yeah and uh, we've had it on our on our recorded box for yeah. all that time we haven't got around to watching it yet because my wife's never watched it Great film. You need to yep. watch it. Great film. Fun enough, we were talking about it last night. Right. So we were watching a quiz, and uh, it was talking about um, mirror images. Yeah. And the, obviously, there's a, the famous mirror image in uh, in The Shining. Absolutely. So, we, yeah, we were talking about that. But uh, yeah, anyway, that's sort of. So, what's the ongoing? Bye-bye. Is the ongoing thing you going? We should watch Shining. We should watch and it. And yeah. your good lady wife says, "I'm not watching The Shining." Pretty much, yeah. She's not against it, just not that bothered. Just not, th- not that fussed about oh, it. Oh, okay. Yeah. So she's not but scared of watching it or anything no, like no, that. No, 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 no. Okay. No. Because I don't. Because I generally don't think it's that scary. No, it's it's just weird, isn't it? The Shining. It is. It's just intense, and it's just like it's freaky, and Jack Nicholson's amazing in it. Yeah. And there's at least God, what did you say? Five, six iconic scenes. Yeah, in it as well. Some really good little set piece. Like, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, and then. You know, the fact that it's just all set in that one hotel. Yeah. Right. <laughs> He's got a little smile on his face there, listeners. He's got a little smile on his face. And he tried his best to hide I it. am trying my best to hide Well, I know you figured out what my list is. <laughs> um, your number two. My number two. Now, I'm moving away from the 90s. Okay. Okay. I'm taking him into space. Great. We're going to the Empire Strikes Back. Oh, nice. Okay. So, Star Wars. Absolutely. Probably the best Star Wars film? Yeah. Probably? Yes. I think so. It's think certainly so. the most iconic. It's got the most iconic moment. The thing is, the, be- the thing is it's, Star Wars for me isn't about the best films. It's about the moments. Yes. Because there's also parts of Empire Strike Back I just don't... They, they spend far too long on the ice planet at the beginning, on Hoth at the beginning. They do, yeah. Spend far too long on that planet. Yeah. And the Han, Han Solo story is crap until they get to Cloud City. Yeah. And true. even the like the Luke stuff's great, and and the fight at the end's brilliant. Yeah. So it's, the, it's those bits. It's the really cool bits in it. It's probably got the, the most cool stuff in. I think so, yeah. <laughs> it's the best way to put yeah, it. Yeah, that's it. Which is what Star Wars is. And I think <laughs> all of the ensuing films have sort of taken bits from that some of the cool characters and the machinery yeah. that was introduced and stuff in Empire yeah. Strikes Back that's true stuck with it that's true and Empire Strikes Back you can now blame for cliffhangers in films yeah which is annoying I mean I've just watched I watched um, Eternals yes, yes, day before yesterday mm. and that cliffhanger in a movie yeah. and Eternals will return you there going oh, just end it properly just yeah. stop trying to give sequels <laughs> to everything. So, but yeah, it's. Uh, I read a really good review with the Eternals as well. What did you What did you read that on, Dave? That was on Empire, was it? Yeah, yeah, yeah fair enough. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, brilliant. <laughs> I did one too on distinctchatter.co.uk. Oh, great. Okay, yeah, for all your movie review needs. New movie review every day at the moment. 
<laughs> Great, thank you. Just, just, just plug it away. Interlude. Plug it away. Um, yeah. So yeah, Empire Strikes Back. I just think, I, I just think it's it's one of those interesting, interesting films. Where again, it because of the, it's kind of era defining, genre defining, yeah, type film, wasn't it? Where, yeah, th- there hadn't been that of its kind before. No, it was it. Star Wars was bigger than anyone expected it to be. Yes, I think. Yeah. So then he had a job to make it, because that's what I love about it is is they call it episode. It wasn't called Episode Four originally. No. Um, that original one. So then he had to kind of shoehorn <clears throat> in a sequel. So the ending of Star Wars is very much an ending. They're yeah. all sat there smiling, and the, you know the Death Stars destroyed the empires, and they go, "Oh, by the way, uh, Empire's still around." Yeah. Um, Luke's <laughs> oh you thought it was bad before it's bad now uh, <laughs> Star Wars Star Wars episode 5 a, an unexpected sequel um, <laughs> so it's yeah it, it and, but it, you're right it, and it's dark and it's yeah. grimy but still has little droids and silly little moments funny moments, and funny uh, moments and stuff like that so yeah I go with that I go okay. with that Okay. Um, my number one if my number one doesn't give away my list completely then uh, nothing will for the listeners at home my number one is Lock 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 which is it shouldn't work as a film it I genuinely one of those movies where you go and go oh that seems like it'd be an interesting idea and you are sucked in from beginning to end because of how perfectly mundane it is Okay. Well, this and is the third film on your list I've not heard of. <laughs> or not seen, at Not least. seen. So, Locke is um, Tom Hardy, and he starts off leaving a construction site um, late at night that's about to have a massive, huge cement delivery um, that's going to lay the whole foundation. It's going to be the biggest cement dump in um, the his- in like the history. It's this, this okay. big, big thing. He's got to be there. and And I don't really want to spoil it, but he decides that at that point he's got to travel down to the south of England. <laughs> so oh, okay, he gets in yes. his car and he starts driving. Yeah, and he's literally that the, the film is in real time is his journey from where he is down. I think it's down the M6. Yeah, I have and heard he and seen. Drives, it, yeah. drives down the motorway, and then what you get is essentially this guy's life slowly falling apart over Bluetooth speaker. Yeah, shouldn't work because all you see is Tom Hardy in this car. Yeah. That's it, and you hear the voice of ridiculous um, cast members, which we're going to get to for my um, uh, what's my name again. So I won't I won't spoil it now. But okay. you get ridiculous cast members in there. And this story plays out. It's actually like three stories play out at once, but they're all, none of them are, they're all like, uh, the way you describe it is they're all kind of EastEnders subplots. Okay. They're not, they're not the main thing at Christmas, but they're something that one of the side characters will be doing that you go, oh yeah, that's still going on. They're just <laughs> everyday things, but that makes it even more interesting because yeah. it's real. And this guy's life is genuinely falling apart as he makes this journey. And I won't, again, not going to tell you what it is and why he's making the journey, and all the other things that go with it, but so many pieces fall into place and stuff. It's it's so well done, nice. um, and it's even better for the fact that it is just Tom Hardy on screen in his car, pretty much until he just goes all the way down, yeah, down the, the motorway. And then yeah. that also has the added bonus if you're going, 
Oh, I know that junction. Oh, yeah. Oh, I've driven down that part of the road because yeah. he is genuinely many driving. Times. I think he did it like four times over however many nights. He just sat in the car and played through. Oh, and just wow. did it. So, God, yeah. what, what a boring film to film. Yeah, I don't know how complicated that would be because I, I guess they must have done all the phone conversations and everything in real time and everything. So it must be really weird that you had these people sat probably in the car behind mm-hmm. you. Yeah, or probably not because that would they'd hurt you'd heard the car, so it was just a case of must have been really complicated. Yeah. It's been a real pain in the ass to yeah, yeah, that's fair to do because it's all done. It doesn't look like GoPro cameras and stuff, but it must be all done through dash cam cameras and because you get ridiculous amount of different angles and stuff. Mm, but okay. yeah, yeah, it's just but yeah, if you haven't seen Lock, definitely watch it. It's an incredible movie and yeah. and it's number one on this list for the reason my list is put together. <laughs> <laughs> good, good, good segue. <laughs> so, my number one. Yes. We're going back to the 90s, Ben. Of course we are. We're going back to the 90s. Yeah. For a Bond classic. Ooh. And we're going for Goldeneye. Goldeneye? Yeah. Goldeneye. We've talked about it recently. Bit of, bit of scene being. Oh, my favourite Bond movie. I'm not going to say it's the best Bond film. <laughs> but it's my favourite Bond movie. It's amazing. Again, it's a it's a classic, isn't it? Because it's got the the sort of surrounding. It's got the computer game that's a yeah, classic. Yeah. It's got. I think it it was certainly one of the first that had merchandise with it. Probably it's probably the thing that went. Yeah, I'd say so. So I had proper so, merch with it. Yeah. It was the relaunch. It was a bit more because Timothy Dalton's License to Kill was was a fifteen for a yeah. start. I think that had been the the first Bond that had been a fifteen, maybe. Probably, yeah. Because they're usually a bit family friendly, aren't they? And yeah. This, this was back to being not family friendly, but a bit more family yeah. friendly. Yeah. And it's a proper bond. It is. Pierce Brosnan's a proper bond. He's never better than when he was in Goldeneye, but he's yeah. a proper bond he in Goldeneye. Pe- he peaked early. He did peak early. He had some solid movies afterwards. Yeah. But Goldeneye was never better for him. And it's no. my it's by far my favourite Bond movie. I love it. I think it's amazing. It's, de- it's certainly the best Brosnan one. Yeah. I'll give you that. So... Right, but yeah. So again, we talked about it recently, so I'm not going to go into too much detail on it. But yeah, yeah, because we talked about it as um, random characters, random characters, top five random characters from Bond. Yes, there you go. So if you want to hear our thoughts on Gold, now go back and listen to that one. Absolutely. Right. I think I've got an idea what your list is. Okay. You for you for a start know what my list is. Yeah, definitely. I think everyone at home knows what my list is. I made it too obvious. so I've got have you got any honourable mentions incidentally I have no two. I'm not giving you any more hints my honourable mentions are Die Hard and Reservoir Dogs but the only reason I didn't put them in because I don't think they fit well enough to my list that's fair that's so fair. but yeah they're the, they're, I, I don't think they fit well enough but they're my two honourable mentions um, who's revealing first well I'm going to guess what yours is go for it I think yours is films that were shot in real time not or why films that had elements that were shot in the same day or real or something like that not quite no everything fits pretty much except The Shining wasn't that all set in the same night not night same place yeah so oh, okay. they're all well, set in one set scene in one, one location one location all films set in one location oh, okay. so Dog Day Afternoon was a bank Buried was a coffin 12 Angry Men was a jury room Shining was a hotel and Locke was a car nice so, okay so that wasn't so you weren't far off you pretty there, much got it right yeah because I think some of them 12 Angry Men I think is real time Buried definitely is Locke definitely is Dog Day Afternoons jumps around a bit and so does Shining but yeah 
There you no. go. All right. So I wasn't. Well, I was, I was overconfident then. I thought I had that after the second one. So <laughs> um, more fool me. Yours is films that fit in more than one genre. You're miles off. Am I? Yeah. Oh, really? I was, oh, I was, I was throwing those in as red herrings. Son of a... I was convinced it was that. I'm miles off. Miles off. I, I, was, I was throwing that in. When, when oh, you, when you started talking to me about that, when you started questioning around that, I thought, Cause I'm going to bring that into really every randomly. One. You said it really randomly as well. Yeah. Oh, That's why I kept on mate. talking about the uh, genre defining. It's, it, it's, yeah. it's unbelievable. Yeah. So say you So it's Jaws, Face Off. Yeah, so let me get this again. Uh, yep. Yeah. Jaws, Face Off, Bone Collector, Empire Strikes Back, and Goldeneye. Thought Bone Collector was random. <laughs> Jaws, Golden, Goldeneye. Oh man. <clears throat> um. Do you want a clue? Oh, I know what it is. Oh, it's ridiculous, Dave. <laughs> Go on. They're all films with body parts in the title. They are all films with body parts in the title. <laughs> Classic Dave quiz. <laughs> Classic Dave list. Unbelievable. <laughs> oh. Well done. What the bone collector was random. Oh, why in the list of Star Wars and friggin' Jaws you went, the bone collector? Like, I suppose it fits a couple of genres. Thriller and thriller and mystery. I'll go with that. I cannot believe. Oh, I'm annoyed that I, I was like, oh, I've got this genre defining. Yeah. To the point where I just stopped I thought, well, he can say whatever he wants. Now I've guessed it. Yeah. Uh, I did the same it. with yours. So. <laughs> uh, we were both overconfident. We were well overconfident with me. You're in the right ballpark. I was well over. <laughs> it's defining genres, and you were just staying like, no, it's not me. It's no. not all. Damn it. Uh. So Jaws face off. Seems obvious now you said it. Yep. Oh, back is weak. <laughs> what? Back is weak. That is, that Empire is, Strikes Back is weak. Quite a significant body part. He doesn't mean he hits part. Darth Vader on the, on, from behind. No. <laughs> James Bond doesn't have a golden eye. That literally refers to an eye. It's unbelievable. <laughs> yeah. There you go. I wonder... I, everyone's going to have... Uh, oh, there'll be people at home the minute I say John Medefine is going to go, you're an idiot, Ben. I hope so. Seriously so. going to be thinking I'm an idiot. <laughs> oh, I got way... The moment you said that thing where you, you went somewhere... You said something on the lines of it... it it's two genres and I was like oh he's, ne- he's yeah. screwed himself there yeah. definitely got it yeah. oh man yeah right then fishing for that one yeah absolutely <clears throat> alright oh, fair play they were good though. I think people have got a good chance of getting both of them yeah definitely yeah yeah alright so if you enjoyed these mystery lists let us know let us know if you got them it's uh, at that movie list at movie list pod at movie list pod on Twitter and Facebook I I literally diving confident and in my head I'm going it's at Distinct Chat which is the Twitter for distinctchatter.co.uk don't know why we're plugging that today that's just you you started it very good right okay Um, have you got a quiz I do and we should probably play this sting I am too sexy for my love too sexy for my love love's going to leave me and I am too sexy for this quiz so What's your how do you link a quiz? Did you link it to your mystery list? Uh, in some respects. So my quiz this time is this is the answer what's the question? Again. Oh no, okay. in the same as we did with the last mystery list. Oh, cuz cuz that 
I loved it. The quiz was the quiz works well. Yeah, and, and I loved it. No, no, yeah. no. I, I'm I'm pleased. I'm so pleased. I thought I, I thought this could be a thing with this. Uh, this I like it. We'll do it. I absolutely love it. Okay, so I'm have you made you... up the other facts again? I'm not going to tell you. So I'm going to give you an answer, you and then I'm going to read out three questions, and I need you to tell me which the question that has that answer. <laughs> That's really badly explained. <laughs> I know you got confused halfway. Yeah, I think that's what it is. You know, just do the first one; they'll figure it out. Okay, so first answer is Enter the Dragon. (laughs) Easy. Okay, easy. (laughs) Family pod. So, is the question: How did the crew alert everyone to Tom Cruise nearing the set when filming The Last Samurai? So they shouted, "Enter the Dragon!" over the radio. Mm -hmm. Enter the Dragon, everyone! Enter the Dragon! Not the Dragon has entered. No, Enter the Dragon. Unbelievable. Okay. In what film did Bruce Lee's character break Jackie Chan's character's neck? Definitely not. <laughs> Definitely not. <laughs> or in the tattoo parlor scene in Rush Hour 2, the tattoo artist proposes some Chinese writing for Chris Rock's character to get tattooed on his rear. What does it translate to that isn't referenced in the film? Oh, I mean, well, it's definitely not the second one because there's no way Jackie Chan and Bruce Lee <laughs> were anywhere near each other at all. Um, it's not the first because it doesn't make sense. So it's got to... I'm hoping as well that it's the Rush Hour one because it feels like a very good gag. And it's the Rush Hour one. It's the Rush Hour one? Yeah. It's not. Are you it's joking? The Rush Hour one. There is no tattoo scene in Rush Hour 2 I, I that I'm remember. aware of. I couldn't remember. Nope. I... I, I <laughs> I don't think there is. I haven't seen Rush Hour 2 in years. <laughs> but yeah, you know, that famous t- tattoo scene. Yeah, no, I don't want to go for it. So the question is, in what film did Bruce Lee's character break Jackie Chan's character's neck? You're joking. They were in the same film. So Jackie Chan was an extra in, like, really early in his career. And towards the end of Enter the Dragon, he was just like some random henchman that Bruce Lee broke his neck off. Jesus. There you go. So... See, for me, I didn't think Jackie Chan was old enough. Yeah. Wow. Okay. There Fair. you go. I thought I was deaf. I thought you were about to tell me that Tom Cruise likes to have entered the dragon <laughs> summer, which is which would which wouldn't surprise me, but is kind of wrong. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Right. The next one. Yeah. E. T. Is the answer right? Okay. So is the question. What film script was written during breaks in filming on the set of Raiders of the Lost Ark? Behave. (laughs) Or is it, which film did Marlon Brando have a cameo playing the school principal, only to have the scene cut from the final release because the director thought it was too distracting? Ooh. Or is it, to help them both sound more French, Steve Coogan suggested he and Jackie Chan both said the name of which movie when saying the number of days they were travelling for in the film Around the World for 80 Days. Now, first of all, did did you make up the Rush Hour fact yourself? Yes. Yeah, you must have. Very impressive. That The first fact, not having. <laughs> Second, but then again, I wasn't on the Jackie Chan one, so it's definitely the first fact. Um, again, the best thing about this quiz is the facts you've made up are incredible. And I mean incredible, because all three of them are ridiculously plausible. Yep. <laughs> That's why it's so, so silly about it. 
Do you want to read them again? Oh, yes. Yeah. E.T. is the answer. E.T. So, so was so it the film got... script written during breaks in filming on the set of Raiders of the Lost Ark? Was it the film where Marlon Brando had a cameo playing the high school principal only to have his scene cut from the final release because the director thought it was too distracting? Or was it to help them both sound more French... Steve Coogan suggested he and Jackie Chan both said the name of which movie when saying the number of days they were travelling for in the movie Around the World in 80 Days. E.T. 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 <laughs> I really want it to be the second one. I really want it to be that Marlon Brando was the principal in the movie. In the 1970s, though. 1980s? E.T. 70s, isn't it? E.T. is probably early 80s. Might be too late for Brando then. <laughs> right, we're going. We're going around the world in eighty days. Around we're the world in eighty Coo- days. We're going Coogan and Jackie Ch- Jackie Chan. Okay, it's not that one. Ah! But I'm absolutely delighted that I got you to say ET. Oh yeah, <laughs> ET. Yeah, I knew you. I knew you wanted it. Everyone wanted it. Especially because what everyone did is exactly that when they heard it. Brilliant, yeah. E.T., 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 E.T. It's not even French. It doesn't even sound French. I just thought I was doing a job of it, but it doesn't even sound French. (laughs) All right. So the the question I was asking, where the answer is E.T., is what film script was written during breaks in filming on the set of Raiders of the Lost Ark? I'm shocking. Yeah, there you go. But I was... was bit cheeky on this one so there was a cameo in E.T. Yeah. of someone playing a high school principal that was cut from the seat, cut from the film because Spielberg thought it was too distracting but it was actually played by Harrison Ford not Marlon Brando no way yeah there you go probably from the Raiders of the Lost Ark yeah little link yeah oh that's amazing there you go oh time for that alright so you're on none from two yeah, brilliant. at the moment. In fact, it's been the two that you said it definitely isn't. Brilliant, yeah. Great. Fantastic. Okay. Fantastic. Go where you got, Ben. Right. The answer's Play-Doh. Of course it is. And the, your choice of questions are, while filming Guardians of the Galaxy, what did director James Gunn give out as rewards to his actors and crew? So that's or, naff. That's naff. Or... What hospitalised Bruce Willis during the filming of The Sixth Sense due to a previously undiagnosed allergic reaction? God, I missed that one. Or... Sorry, Bruce. <laughs> is it... In Star Trek V, The Final Frontier, the Romulan ambassador was named after what childhood toy as part of a bet between director William Shatner and Leonard Nimoy? And I have a note here that it was pronounced as Plagedor. Now. I don't know if that's how it's actually pronounced, but that's how it was written down. <laughs> now, you're, I mean, you're double bluffing the part of me for that last one. You are double bluffing me that last one. <laughs> double bluffing me like mad. There is no, there is no way it's the Play-Doh one. There's no way it's the Romulan one. But the James Gunn one's naff. Like if that ends up being the fact, like you just gave, gave his cast Play-Doh, brilliant. Which means it's which means it's Bruce Willis had an allergic reaction to Play Doh, which I'm assuming the kid plays with at some point in the film. But then again, there wasn't a tattoo scene in Rush Hour Two either. So I'm going six cents. I'm going, going the Play Doh. Bruce Willis. Bruce Willis is allergic to Play Doh. Yes. 
course it's not. Bruce Willis isn't allowed to play though, Ben. I really wanted to be that one. Please don't be the Star Trek one. <laughs> it's not. It's James Gunn. Oh. He gave it out as rewards. Oh, that's naff. He enjoyed people saying, who doesn't enjoy playing as Play-Doh? Me. Gets everywhere. It gets on your soles of your feet. You never really clean it up. And it's rubbish. <laughs> Hey Play-Doh. Unless you want to sponsor the pod, in which case, yeah. I mean, I will, Love I will backtrack on my uh, <laughs> on any views I've got for for cold hard sponsorship. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Are you ready? Yes. So none from three. Okay. And the answer, inevitably, is a baby elephant squeal, an alligator's gurgling, and a tiger's snarl. Great. Okay. Yep. So the questions are. What other sounds were used as alternatives to the lion's roar on the MGM opening to Hot Tub Time Machine for its worldwide release? Okay. Or, what combination of noises were used to create the sound of the T-Rex roar in Jurassic Park? Right. Or, what were the animal noises used to drown out the swearing in Ace Ventura when nature calls, enabling it to stay as a PG? Oh, that's a good one. The MGM Hot Tub Time Machine one's very random. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, you've pulled that. That's very random. Which makes me think immediately it was that one. Because <laughs> I was like, who's... Why is... Why is like, when Dave's putting this together, why is he even thinking about Hot Tub Time Machine? The T-Rex one is too similar to one we had last time. Okay. Which was the turtle noise. The, tur- the turtle... Turtle mating noise. It was turtle uh, mating noise. Velociraptors. But Velociraptors. Too close to that. Isn't okay. it? it's, it's not that. Okay. Jeez, it's definitely that. Um, <laughs> but it's really good for the Ace Ventura one. Against my better instincts, I'm going Hot Tub Time Machine one. Okay. I think it's the Hot Tub Time Machine one. I want it to be the Ace Ventura one, but I think, because Hot Tub Time Machine's too random, it's that one. Okay. So, a baby elephant squeal, an alligator's gurgling, and a tiger's snarl was actually the combination of noises used to create the sound of the T-Rex roar oh, in Jurassic Park. Are you joking? <laughs> oh, what a... Why hot tub time machine? What? I was... I, I, I thought, oh, the MGM lion would be good for this. What comedy films have MGM done? And that was the first comedy oh, film nice. that came up for Okay, MGM. fair enough then. There you go. Now you've, now you've said it. It's pretty obvious, isn't it? Brilliant. <laughs> so yeah, it, it, that's the third one out of four where it's the one that you said it definitely isn't yeah great good brilliant okay I've got two more for you yeah okay the answer is a wig brilliant okay yep uh, so is it is the question what tongue in cheek thank you gift upset Bruce Willis so much that he refused to work on any more sequels to the Expendables after Expendables 2 okay I can see that or what was pulled along with string in place of the face huggers while filming scenes in what would later be C- sorry, which would later be CGI'd in the Alien vs. Predator movie? Okay, you can kind of see that. Or what did Sean Connery wear for every Bond movie? Oh. So the answer is a wig. Yeah, I'm wondering if I've heard that third one. I'm not sure it's every. <laughs> See, I think he definitely wore a wig for like Never Say Never Again and stuff like that. But it's whether he was bold in that early on. Oh, that's great. <laughs> it's not the second one. 
because you would just pull a rubber face hugger. You wouldn't pull a wig. It's not the second one. Which means it's the second one. <laughs> it could be the first, though. What was the first <clears throat> one again? What tongue-in-cheek oh, thank you okay. gift upset Bruce Willis so much that he refused to work on any more sequels to The Expendables after Expendables 2? I'm going Bond. You're going Bond? I'm going Sean Connery wore a wig in every Bond movie. You're right. Hooray! He's got one. He's got one. I didn't realise that. I... No, I thought I'd heard that somewhere else before. Yeah. But yeah, he started going bold at seventeen, apparently. Got it. Yeah, still a handsome man. Oh yeah, too right. So there you go. Yeah. Okay, and your final question or final answer? Yeah. Is William Shatner's face? Oh, I know this one already. Oh, do you? Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay, well, play, play along. <laughs> play along. So, a photograph of what is on Zac Efron's rider for every movie and TV show appearance? <laughs> Zac Efron. Zac Efron. <laughs> so he's got to have a photograph of William Shatner. William yeah, Shatner's it's face. One. It's that one. Or is it Michael Myers' mask in Halloween was actually a mask of what? Spray painted white. Okay. Or is it to ease tension on set in the final take on the final day of filming the movie Seven? What did director David Fincher put in the box? <laughs> um, it's it's the Michael Myers. It's the mask. Michael Myers, the Michael Myers, Myers mask, yeah. mask is a is a William Shatner mask <laughs> spray painted white. I didn't know that one. Yeah, I wasn't sure if you knew that one already. But yeah, well, there you go. Good answers. Oh, so that's it. It's classic again. But your ability to come up with random random facts is amazing, <laughs> like genuinely amazing. So uh, when we do mystery lists again, I look forward to that returning. Absolutely. Right, it's time for... Name. Okay, so the way that what my name, What's My Name Again works is I take an extra, an unnamed character from our number one film and we put a spotlight on their career and shine, shine a light on the uncredited. And this time we're talking about Locke. Now, Locke was difficult to do because as you can imagine, in a film where... It was one character in a car the whole time. There wasn't that many uncredited people. Okay. And everybody but one had a name. Now, the cast is ridiculous for Locke. So, Olivia Coleman, Ruth Wilson, who people know from Luther, who plays Alice in Luther. Yep. Um, Andrew Scott, who's best better known as Moriarty in the new Sherlock series yep. with uh, Benedict Cumberbatch. You've got Tom Holland, who's going on to some other random stuff now he's pretty pretty in a fairly big from Spider-Man as well Spider-Man yeah yeah. yeah. Um, and then if you actually had a flick through on IMDB for Locke you would recognise the other people okay. like it's one of those where you go oh yeah I know her yes so the only person that didn't have a name in it was um, Kirsty Dillon who played Gareth's wife wow okay <laughs> memorable um, and, and Kirsty Dillon is a proper classic English TV actress in the fact that if it's a classic TV British TV show she's been in it so she's been in The Bill she's been in Casualty she's been in Midsummer Murders uh, Midsummer Murders yes um, Holby City not Casualty okay same okay, thing which is the same <laughs> ooh <laughs> um, and then what was really oh no sorry shut down she's been in Casualty as well there you go did she play the same person in both no <laughs> She played Ruth. It's bizarre, that is. She played Ruth Langsdale in Holby City and played Jessica Gilbert in Casualty. Great. She was also in Emmerdale as Doctor. Great. 
and she was in Doctors as Melissa Flynn. <laughs> Emma Dale, yeah. Um, Emma Dale. <laughs> yeah, so she's been in, and she's also very famous for a, a video game called Clock Tower, or Clock Tower 3. So, you know, that really famous PlayStation 2 game we've all... No, no one? Okay. But it's just, as the only person, it's just classic, you know... Oh, London's Burning as well. Do you remember okay, London's yeah, Burning? I remember the old, Burning. That was, that's Robson that's that was Soldier Soldier. Were they at London's Burning as well? Don't think one so. One of them was. Do you reckon? See, now I'm having a look at London's <laughs> Burning. I love, a, I love a deep dive. Oh, London's Burning was one that went on for ages, though, so it's got a ridiculous cast. Probably what I should have done was gone Robson Jerome and see if, and see if he was in it. <laughs> I'd have gone for the other one, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I can't see him, but you're right. It might have been one of them. Might have been in it, but London's Burn, classic mums TV. That oh, was absolutely classic. All yeah. oh, London's Burning's on, yeah. So yeah, so um, still still working right. all the way up to the the film I think called The Kindred in 2021 as Trisha. She was in Justine um, in 2020 and a Richard Gere movie called or TV show called Mother Father Son wow. as someone from the Shadow Cabinet. So. Uh, <laughs> You know, class, not even got in classic. No, so didn't get a name in that one either. Didn't even get in the main cabinet. Yeah, gutted. Um, so there you go. So when you're watching Locke and Gareth Weiss talking, you can say that's that's hey, that's Kirsty Dillon. That is <laughs> famous for her work on video game Clock Tower Three. Brilliant, and for playing a doctor in Emmerdale. There you go. I would be sure to do that. Well done, Kirsty. Absolutely. So there you go. Um, that's our what's my name again. Good one, I like that. So all, all it leaves us to do now is to plug some stuff. That's been enough plugs. All your movie review needs, go to distinctchatter.co.uk. Um, for all your wrestling prediction needs, go to the Wrestle Predict cast. Hasn't been enough plugs, apparently. And um, for all of your movie list needs, there are over 40. This is the 43rd published episode of the, wow. of, of that movie list podcast there are ridiculous of movie lists back there there's another mystery list episode so if you've stumbled across this one and enjoyed this there's a movie list episode only like two episodes ago that mm. was I'd say considerably harder but neither me or you got each other's lists properly did we? No. I, I was nowhere it's near true. yours so no. but yeah that, that last one yeah there's other movie lists out there and we will return with a probably a normal list next time and then more mystery lists in the future maybe yeah easy to write yeah <laughs> to write yeah <laughs> right say bye Dave see you later